Hey everyone, how's it going? Uh, in this podcast, I'm going to go over uh, four segments about the American Revolution and the Civil War. So stay tuned and I will get you situated with all of the history. So this is the first segment, basically uh, detailing uh, why the Revolutionary War was inevitable at this point. Um, so I only have a list of questions. I don't actually have a – for all, all of the segments, I have just a list of questions. I don't have uh, – and I have answered the questions, but I do not have a script because I believe using a script is just a cheap way of – you know, it's, it's no longer a podcast. It's – it's a setup. Uh, it's a setup and pre-rehearsed thing. So there's no point in doing that, you know, if you just say there's a podcast. So uh, I'm only going to answer two of the four questions I have here. Um, starting with the first question: uh, What were some issues the colonists had with Britain that led to the American Revolution? Uh, one of the things, or basically some of the things, were that they had no real representation in the uh and in, in uh, the parliament house there was no uh overseas representation so they felt like there was no reason for them to actually have to 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 pay the taxes that the british were putting on them speaking of the taxes there was uh very a very delight whatever you want to say uh amount of taxes there was a uh, a tax for the there was a stamp tax and and uh, the tea tax and all that stuff they were horrible you weren't going to go broke but it was basically just uh annoying to have to pay two basically pay two cents for for no reason and um another reason that they wanted to split away from britain was because of the soldiers the soldiers were very invasive they would enter your home and occupy it for a certain amount of time eating your food using your water uh, using your house basically as a sort of makeshift outpost type thing and you couldn't say no otherwise uh so moving on to the second question what was the significance of the, the declaration of independence uh, the significance was it was the first ever kind of thing signed. There was no, there was never before, as long as we believe in recorded history, there was never a, another country that had signed a declaration of independence saying we are going to split away from our mother country, the country that had settled this land. We are going to split away from that. And it basically had given more freedom to the people than any other than any other paper really signed more the people had more power than other than like a head of state or something and it only it only really strengthened the colony's position that they wanted to be free from britain showing that no they don't want to go back to britain whatsoever so that basically allowed or not basically allowed but it was sort of a torn, uh, sort of a, 
a turning point for the French and the Spanish who were still on the still on the the fence if they wanted to help the uh, American colonists or not. And that brings us to the end of the first segment. Moving on to the second segment, it will be about the Constitution. Stick around. Welcome back uh, to the second segment of this podcast. Um, this segment is going to focus on the Constitution. And uh, as the same before, I don't have a script whatsoever. This is going to be completely off the top of my head because, again, I believe that this is the best way of a podcast. So uh, I still have four to five questions to, that I answered. But I'm only going to answer two of them. Maybe I'll do three. I'm going to answer three of them. So, in this one, uh, what was the United States' first constitution? What were some of the weaknesses? Uh, The first constitution of the United States was actually the Articles of Confederation. And they had, basically in those files, was... uh, limits on the central government's power because this uh, the states feared so heavily the influence of of uh of the king that they thought that if they gave it to if they gave the central uh, the central government too much power it would uh they would eventually just become a tyrant the thing that they hated most so they took most of the powers that usually a central government or our government nowadays has and they gave it to the states, such as printing money and deciding on trade laws and stuff like that. But that was a bit too much power because each state would have its own um, own dollar system, own money system. It was basically the Articles of Confederation, in my eyes, were basically more of a loose coalition of states that agreed to defend and protect each other. Although the only thing that they really wanted was to defend and protect their own lands and bicker and fight over whose state was better. Uh, Moving on to the second question. Uh, What was the Great Compromise and the Three-Fifths Compromise? Ooh. So the Great Compromise was that each state would have the same layout. It would go mayor for cities, governors for states, and on and on and on and on. But they would have the same layout between every state, so that way it was easier to organize and manage. Because instead of having the state decide, well, we want mayors, well, we want we want uh, a city leader, something like that. You know, it's it's just easier on logistics of information and supplies and stuff like that. It's easier on everybody. Now, the three-fifths compromise is it, – it, it sucks that our country decided to do this, but, you know, what can we really do? Um, the three-fifths compromise was a compromise for uh, slave states so that way they could have technically higher population, although the population that was counted wasn't actually allowed to vote. And uh, basically, if you were a slave – 
you would be three-fifths of a human being, meaning that you are just enough of a human to be uh, to be counted as population, but not enough of a human to get the same rights as uh, as southern slaveholders and white people, which really, 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 absolutely sucks. So, uh, we're going to move on to question five down here. Which amendment to the Constitution was most important, and why? Uh, in my eyes, I feel like the First Amendment was the most important because it allowed for uh, it allowed for the government to not interfere with anybody's rights of speech and press and stuff like that. They weren't allowed. It basically was saying that the government was not allowed to do what Britain had done, which was suppress the suppress the um, the news articles if they were saying bad things about what the British are doing, and good and not suppress them if they were saying good things. Basically, meaning that you were allowed to judge the government however you wanted, and the government could not uh, react to that at, uh, in any way, shape, or form. Okay. Now that we're done with this segment, we're going to move on to segment three, which is the analysis of the Civil War and Reconstruction. So stay tuned for that. <laughs>